The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. All right! Wow. Well, we're glad to be back with you here on the National Intel Report. This is Steve Stars and. Uh, Man, we got a great show tonight that uh, you're going to be excited to hear. Uh, Popeye, my good friend from uh, Radio Days and Days Gone By, is back with us again. I'll tell you about his history, or maybe I'll let him tell you. But, friends, it is good to be with you on the National Intel Report. Just one quick note. I got a call from Michelle, who is Steve Elkin's wife, right before we came on air not too long ago. She said, Steve is doing fine. And uh, they've got the port all set and everything. He is... uh, Getting his medicine. He's a little groggy. I didn't know they served grog in the hospital, but he said he was, well, maybe that was, I don't know. Anyhow, he's feeling kind of, he's a little groggy. Let's put it this way. And so he's sitting back. I hope he's listening in. He's, you know, he's getting over it. So uh, keep uh, prayers going up for uh, Steve. And uh, he will be back to the National Intel Report next week. And he'll be back on his Off the Beaten Path show on Sunday nights here at RBN as well. So, uh, Steve, uh, glad you're you're doing better. We've all been waiting for you to, to get better, so you get back to it. And uh, I'm here to help you out. And man, I uh, I'm just glad we're going to get a chance to do a show tonight because you're going to like our guest. Uh, some of you are well acquainted with Popeye down the rabbit hole, the work he's been doing for years, and we've been uh, friends and we've been doing shows off and on. Uh, gosh, all all kinds of things have happening. But let me see if I got him. Popeye, are you with us, buddy? Hey, Steve. How are you tonight, brother? Hey, I'm doing good, bro. Uh, you know, uh, you ought to see some of the pictures. I mean, you know, if Superman is the man of steel, Popeye is the man of titanium. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> you know he, he'll send you photographs and x-rays that'll scare you to death of what he's been through. Popeye, real quick, just tell us what you went through. And, uh, I mean, it's something else. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I, I had a, a bit of a car accident. And uh, I, uh, because of my car accident, I had some uh, some medical issues going on uh, with my neck and my brain, and I had to have a uh, total uh, neck fusion, and I had to have a uh, brain decompression surgery. So uh, back in December, so I've been uh, recovering from that. So I now have um, ten uh, titanium screws and uh, two titanium rods in my neck. So. Uh, uh, I'm a little stiffer than normal, so uh, there's that. And uh, I get uh, I get better phone reception. I don't have to have my <laughs> phone anywhere near me, oh. and uh, I can I can keep my phone like 15 feet away from me, and I get I can hear it perfectly fine. So that's there's that. I I no longer have to have earbuds either. I can just hear it in my ears. So there's that. Oh, oh, oh. oh superpowers, huh? Superpowers. The, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but the new biological man here. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that's something. Yeah, that I, I make that neat noise that Steve Austin made. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, you know. Yeah, it's a six million dollar Popeye man. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, but Popeye and I have been doing shows. We've been covering things, investigative reporting on assassinations. We have talked about. Uh, We've talked about what happened with John F. Kennedy Jr. We've talked about Robert Kennedy Jr. We've talked about the Lincoln assassination. All these stories have more to them 
than most of the public even knows. And of course, the big one, uh, John F. Kennedy. And tonight, uh, we're going to have some segments to run that Popeye has just finished some great new interviews with Judith Barry Baker. I'll let Popeye explain who she is. And, and I don't know where you want to go with it, Popeye, but uh, I believe this is some of the best stuff we've ever done here. And tonight, you're going to get a preview of what's on. Uh, what is your web, uh, website, by the way, the, the Rumble site that people can get go to, Popeye, before we get too far gone on this? If they go to rumble.com, uh, thank you for letting me promote my, oh, yeah. my Rumble channel, Steve. Sure, uh, absolutely. If they go over to rumble.com, uh, just look up Rabbit Hole Radio. I um, I forget to promote my own stuff anyway when I do my, my own broadcast. And uh, I can't really live stream to, um, to YouTube anymore. I can't promote my stuff to YouTube. If you remember back in the day when I used to put all my radio shows yep. up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, YouTube has either deleted them, um, either they delete them or they leave them up there, but they just remove the audio from like the video yeah. archive that I made from the show. So, you know, some of them, you know, some of the guests that I've had on are just like yourself. They're, they, they're bigger. Sometimes they're big guests yes, and sir. these guests will take that show and they'll put it on their own website. And it'll get a couple hundred thousand views. You know, the video archive of that, that YouTube video archive of that show will get a couple hundred thousand, you know, views itself. You know, rewatches. Right. People go back, you know, that person's fans will go back and watch that archive over and over and over again. And, you know, they'll take it off their website if when their fans go back to watch it, they say to them, hey, you know, that interview you did, with so-and-so, it no longer has audio on it. It's just a video. It's like, you know, it's just a, there's no, there's no audio. There's no more meat to it. There's no more meat and potatoes to it. And YouTube knows that. And they do this. They go and they strip. Even if you strip an audio out of a video, uh, especially if it's an interview, it, then boom, there goes the meat and potatoes of it. And then, well, who's going to want to pay attention to that? So yeah, exactly. YouTube, that's how YouTube censors things. So yeah. thank you for letting me promote my Rumble channel. I appreciate that. Yeah, down a uh, rabbit hole radio, rabbit hole radio on Tom on Rumble, Rumble. dot com, yep. right? Okay, yeah, yes, Rumble. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Uh, we're going to probably roll with some things. I know you've got some great interviews. One of the people that uh, Judith Perry Baker trusts with uh, her stories is, is Popeye over the years. And she's been back, and you've done something like six hours, six and a half hours of interviews with her we recently? Did, we, uh, we, we did not mean to. You know, it was, like, scheduled to have her, like, 10 p.m. to midnight. And we ended up being 10 p.m. to, like, 4, and a, 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, something like that. It was, like, six and a half hours. And it was about 4.30 my time, like, 3.30 her time. It was... It was very, very unplanned that it was going to oh. be that long of an interview. But oh. um, yeah, tell tell everybody who Judith Ferry Baker is because if you don't know by now, you you need to find out who she is. I believe she's authentic. Roger Stone has said that he believes yeah, she's yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh-huh. go ahead. She's the uh, she's the mistress of Lee Harvey Oswald. Oswald was married. Okay, so if, I'm sure many of the listeners know who Lee Harvey Oswald was. He was the He's the supposed assassin of um, John F. Kennedy, right? He supposedly shot Kennedy from the school book depository, supposedly hated Kennedy, wanted to kill him, decided that he was going to climb up into the school book depository, shoot him as he was coming by, perfect shot with a piece of crap rifle, shoot him, you know, from the window and have the bullet, you know, defy physics, you know, sh- you know, as Arlen Specter called it, the magic bullet, you know, right. sh- scoot around, you know, change direction, stop midair, decide it was going to change direction after it went through Kennedy, come, you know, go through, Con- you know, change directions, go through Connolly, go through his shoulder, come out his wrist, you know, do all this interesting things that bullets normally don't do, you know, and it, it- Lee Oswald. Right, the magic, the, the magic gunman. We should call him the ma- not the lone gunman. We should call him the magic gunman. Right, yeah. according to the the government's uh, official story. So Oswald was the 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 historical assassin 
of John F. Kennedy. And this is what it's taught in schools. Well, Judith is his girlfriend or was his girlfriend. She was 17 at the time. She was a child prodigy born here in Florida. And she was a science major going to on her way to Tulane University. She was recruited by the CIA who was working out of Tulane University on a weaponized form of cancer. So, uh, and they were, they wanted to kill Castro back in the sixties and they wanted to, their goal was to take out, um, their, their, their goal was to take out Castro and the easy way to do it would be to use cancer because then, you know, plausible deniability. I mean, who, Who's going to think that, you know, some, you know, we control cancer. So you could say, oh, well, it's obviously a disease. Right. So they were working on this and they, they, you know, bioweapons research. They were working on this back in the 60s. They were doing gain of function research back in the 60s. That's what she was doing. Right. And that's exactly what she was doing back at Tulane when she was 17. So she's 80 now. And she was she's talking she openly talks about this. And her and I were discussing this in the interview, and I was just actually just letting her talk. Judith, you can let her, like, you can ask her a question, and I kind of just let her talk. And with me, anyway, she's comfortable. Like, with me, I'll, you know, I can ask her something, and she'll just go. And I just asked her a question, and I just kind of let her go. Right. Now she had to disappear and, though for a, after all this happened for a while she actually just dropped off the map because all of these people were being taken out, right? Uh, she had to well they thought she they thought she disappeared. So for years her name with her her last name with was Judith Vary. So they didn't know her or she had gotten married and her last name was Baker and um David Ferry, who was played by, um, and Papa I kept G- bringing him. Yeah, he was he was played by uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah, Pesci. Yeah. Uh, in uh, the movie JFK, he uh, he saved her life in real life. Like she knew him. She. It, it, that's why you got to read her book. To, you gotta get her her you really gotta get her book you her and there's three of her she's got a couple books some of her books are available at trine day publishing and then um she's got her newest book is available directly right from her like because she's self-publishing it and it's an update to her book me and lee because she she wrote a book called me and lee and then she wrote a book called David Ferry Mafia Pilot. And then she wrote um, an update to her book about me and Lee, which has more evidence in it and uh, more stuff in it. And, uh, you know, new, new like it's a it's an addendum because she wrote me and Lee like over 10 years ago. So but I, I would recommend getting all her books. David Ferry, again, is the guy Pesci played. If you've ever, if the listeners have seen JFK, um he was connected to Oswald Ruby. He was connected to, um, he was connected to all of that. You know, he's connected to the, the, um, anti Castro Cubans. He was there. He was connected to the training camps that the FBI busted. You know, if you remember when they busted up the, the, the training camps after the Bay of pigs invasion, uh, you know, and they went, yeah, all of that, that was all Ferry was involved in all of that. He was involved in training the anti-Castro Cubans, you know, for the Bay of Pigs. There was, there was a lot, all of those guys. And then afterwards, you know, he was involved in, um, you know, conversations like discussions where uh, he was overheard talking about the triangulation of crossfire, uh, which then actually that's what did take Kennedy out. It wasn't you know, one lone guy who was shooting from behind. It was obviously a triangulation of crossfire, which was done by professionals, you know, as Fletcher Prouty called them, they were, they were professionals. They were, he, he thinks they were flown in from, uh, an Island off of Corsica, 
you know, where they where they train these guys. It's all they do all day long is they're they're hired killers. And then if when they don't need. The- I think we might have lost him a little bit. Popeye, you dropped out a bit. Well, I'll, I'll kind of finish that up. Uh, while we get him back, Popeye just uh, stepped back in when we, he's having a little bit of an internet problem, obviously. It goes in. There you go. Go ahead. Did you ever see the movie Shooter, Steve? With no, Mark Wahlberg? I don't think I did. No. It's also about Mark Lane's That's work. A, it, it, yeah, go ahead. No, it's a, it's a, it's a fictional movie. Um, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a great movie because in the movie, they, um, in the film, they uh they they try to assassinate the uh the president well they they want to assassinate a political figure and it's i believe it's like they're going after the president and they end up um going after another political figure uh, but they they blame it on it's very almost almost like the kennedy assassination where you know it's a it's a, there's a patsy that's framed and then he's supposed to get shot um, and then the guy, the hero guy that shoots him ends up getting killed in like a botched, you know, uh, you know, what, what looks to be like a botched mugging gone wrong. And, right. you know, it, it, that, you know, and it was a, a gangbanger that did the mugging and then the gangbanger that did the mugging is killed a couple days later and like a drive by shooting, you know, it's just one after another, all the people involved are getting killed, but <clears throat> Uh, they in the the in the movie. Well, I mean, it, in the movie itself, you you could see how complicated of a a conspiracy it was. Where yeah. you know, yeah. it, it was one one after another, um, after another. The 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 people were, you know, getting offed, and there were you know, it was there were people like the 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 guy that was supposed to kill Mark Wahlberg's character. Um, he was a cop. He was a legit like police officer, uniform wearing police officer, but he was a dirty cop. And then he gets he gets killed in like a a, a botched robbery or a, a botched a botched mugging. You know uh, what was supposed to be a but, but it wasn't it wasn't like a, a botched mugging. It was a, a you know a purposeful mugging gone wrong, right? And then the guy that did it, you know was a, a gangbanger on the payroll. So it was everybody. And it was all it was all controlled by people within. And then the guys at the very tippy top, it was like they were part of the these elitist secret society guys who ironically, one of the guys was played by Danny Glover, who is kind of an elitist and himself. It all patterns um, itself after the same kind of thing we see here, like what David Perry had to be taken out. Jack Ruby had to be silenced, of course. They wouldn't let him out of uh, Texas. Uh, he said he would tell everybody everything, but he wasn't going to do it in Texas. Because Ruby evidently had uh, remorse about what had happened. So many people were killed. But uh, Judith escaped, of course, and she knew what was happening. She knew Lee on the inside. Hey, you know, we're going to hit a break uh, before too long. Do you want to play a clip first? But we've got about maybe 10 minutes. Or where do you want to go, uh, Popeye? Because uh, I don't know if you picked out some clips that you wanted to play of that those interviews. Or, By the way, you can see the interviews with Judith or listen to them at Rabbit Hole Radio on uh, Rumble. Rabbit Hole Radio uh, is the uh, the name of Popeye's site? But what do you where do you want to go? Do you want to play some of that, or do you want to uh, just keep talking and let's uh, maybe come in on the second half of the show and pl- play those clips? Uh, it'd be easier probably in the later portion okay. of the show because I'd All have right. to I'd have to cue them up and everything. So I'll have to I'll, I'll bring them up on the second half. Okay, good. Well, we'll just talk about you know. This There's might some be interesting better. things yeah. she talked about. Right. She talked about. She actually talked about something that might pique your interest, Steve. Yeah. Okay. That would be HIV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I asked her a question about. You remember? You remember Mary Sherman, right? Yeah, Mary Sherman's monkey. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. So, um, we. I. I talked to Ed Haslam about this, and Ed Haslam wrote the book Doctor Mary's Monkey, and Mary Sherman. Um, uh, in Mary's book, or uh, in Ed Haslam's book about Mary Sherman's work, um, he wrote at the end of the book, 
not only was it it wasn't only the SV40 virus that was in that test tube when they would they were taking test tubes into a room at Tulane University uh, and in this room they had a particle accelerator and they were hitting these test tubes from the particle accelerator and they were they were mutating they were using the particle accelerator to mutate the, the virus and it wasn't just the SV40 virus they were doing this with so it, it, it like Ed talks about in the book he in the end of Mary's monkey he says what else could it have been and it was an immunosuppressive virus that was also in there so could could it have been hiv could have been could have been a number of different things there you know and uh because th this is what's going on with these biolabs trends that are all over the world right now i mean and even obama was expanding these in ukraine and various other places I don't know whether it's viruses, whether it's bacteria, whether it's mold, whether it's chemistry or chemical poisoning, but they're they're doing all kinds of these tests. And of course, uh, you know, Judith uh, was wanting to learn about science. She wanted to help cure cancer. She's a bright student. She learned to speak Russian, which is how she met Lee Harvey Oswald. As I understand, she was at a postal office and she dropped some things and he was standing behind her. And she and she spoke Russian to him in New Orleans, wasn't it? And he responded. Yes. He responded in Russian and said something to the effect, "It's not a good idea to speak Russian in New Orleans." And that was when she realized that this, this guy was pretty intelligent. Who was this person? And she gives you a lot of insight into who Leah Harvey Oswald really was. And of course, we know about his uh, his wife, uh, uh, Marina. Wasn't that her name, Marina? I think it was. And yes. And she and, you know, she was from Russia. She was the daughter of a guy who was a, a very top notch uh, Secret Service or KGB fellow in Russia. Lee Harvey Oswald had worked at uh, in Japan, I guess, at Subico or someplace like that and had defected from the Marine Corps to Russia and said he was going to defect from the United States military about the time that uh, our YouTube, our, our uh, uh, YouTube uh, plane was shot down. And uh, he stayed there for a little bit, as I understand. But I, I'm getting back to the Oswald story just because uh, Judith knows so much of the inside of what Lee Harvey Oswald was really like. He may have actually been trying to save Kennedy's life rather than be according, a part. Well, yeah. Yes. No, according to according to her, that's exactly what he was trying to do. And, uh, you know, I've tried over the years when I first met her. Before I even like reached out to her, I reached out to uh, Jim Mars to try to vet her and see if she was the real deal or not. And I asked him his opinion on her, and he told me he thought she was the real deal. Yeah, uh, Roger Stone has said the same. Yeah, he thinks she's for real, too. And I think she's for real. I think she's definitely telling you the inside story. She had, yeah. She had but, some... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I guess I dropped out for a second. Yeah, um, it was. I reached out to Jim Mars to try to get you know touch with him. Yeah. To verify her, and he told me that she was the real deal, and uh, he he verified with me that she was in fact the real deal, and she she said uh, when I reached out to her for the first time. You know, she she said to me it was very hard to get in touch with her. Um, and it was it was it, I had to like actually reach out to her through like a third party proxy. And it was very close to And um, I had to call her. She lived in um, Sweden at the time and I had to call her on Skype and it, the phone. It would I'm not kidding you. Every time I would call her, the, the phone would be clicking and it would be cutting out. And I spent my first interview with her was on Thanksgiving. It was on uh, it was on a Thanksgiving. And I spent the entire Thanksgiving day interviewing her. And I ended up I ended up interviewing her all Thanksgiving day. And I ended up interviewing her the next day, too. Because it it ended up it ended up like 
I was probably like six and a half hours into the interview and it just kept, I mean, it, we just, you know, Steve, you remember the early days of Skype. Oh yeah. And the early, <laughs> and the, the early days of doing radio over Skype and how frustrating it was and to do this stuff. And we were like, you know, kind of pioneering a lot of the stuff and it was, a, it was frustrating as it was. And then like, there were certain people when you'd interview them. Susan Lindauer was another one. You'd interview her, and her phone line would constantly be clicking when you'd be interviewing her. And you knew it was the feds just messing with her. You know, it'd be click, 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 click. And same thing with Judith. Like her phone would be clicking and disconnecting, even in Sweden. And she'd be like, Yeah, we're probably going to get cut off. And then, boom, the phone would go dead. And it would happen like just interview after interview with her. So like it was very I mean, it was just things like that. And you'd have to email her through like proxy emails to get to her. It was I mean, now it's a little bit easier, you know, because she's out more, you know, and because she's been interviewed so much, you know, uh, she's gotten more attention. So there's more attention to her, you know, so. Yeah, that's more. She's been all over her. She's talked to a lot of people, and she's uh, she's been doing some speaking. But I'm glad she got back with you to to, to share some things and stuff like that. But there's probably no one who has a, a more in depth insight into Lee Harvey Oswald or Lee Oswald. I would call him the Harvey is always added by the assassins. And, you know, you remember that John Wilkes Booth, Lee Harvey Oswald, Mark David Chapman. I just call him Lee. He was a very bright guy. He wasn't what you think, friends. He was a lot smarter than most people realize. And as a matter of fact, I believe Popeye, he knew he was being set up as a patsy and said that in the hall to the. Uh, he did. To, yeah. And so we're going to come up he on a break. He told Judith he knew he was gonna, that he was, gonna, he was being set up. Yeah, he was being set up. And, and he knew that. He had figured it out. Now, one of the things I ran by Judith, I think when, we were, when you had her on one time, uh, and she thought my scenario was might be accurate in that the the shooting of officer Tippett was intended to rally all the Dallas police and their anger against him and then to plant the gun that shot Tippett on Oswald. But he realized that what happened in the backseat of this theater. Now, how, how is it like six police cars show up at the Texas theater all at once? Right. And he's in the back of the theater when they came in, he raised his hands and he said, I'm unarmed. I'm unarmed. I'm unarmed. So no one could shoot him. And some badass cop got in the way. Okay, so what happened was they arrested Lee instead of shooting him in the theater and planting the gun, which later turned up somewhere else. Right. And uh, so I I said, does that sound like it's logical, Judith? Is that what might have happened that Lee figured it out? And by arresting him instead of uh, shooting him dead in the theater, now they had a problem with Lee Oswald knowing exactly what happened. And they had to find a way to stop him before he blew it all open. She seemed to think that was pretty logical. I'm not sure she was in complete agreement, but she said it does sound something like what might have happened. Yeah. And, you know, Lee was a smart cookie. So he knew, you know, he knew at the very least, Steve. And I remember doing that show with you and her. He knew that he was going to be set up for it like he had a a, if you read her book he talks to her about that that he has that conversation with her that he thought he they were gonna throw him under the bus for it like he he realized what the deal was you know he he wasn't stupid and he knew that they were gonna you know obviously he knew that they were gonna kill kennedy and that's why he was trying to alert music coming up here gotta take a break buddy be right back Hang in there, friends. More about Lee Harvey Oswald right after these messages. Where you will learn that packaging is all that heaven is. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. 
Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Easy. Living in the USA, one of my favorite songs by guitarist Stevie Miller. I've seen him play that song a couple of times. Great, great uh, band and uh, great composer, writer. Getting back with Popeye here on uh, the National Intel Report, and he has been uh, interviewing. He's back, uh, of course, from uh, all the, he's been through. Glad to have him back. And he's back. He's got his own website now on Rumble. Uh, it's called Rabbit Hole Radio. You can check out his interviews with uh, Judith Barry Baker and a lot of the other great work that he's doing there. He's putting some of the old clips that he's had that YouTube has taken down back up. And, uh, Bob, we were talking about your interviews with Judith Barry Baker, who was the mistress of Lee Harvey Oswald. I think Roger Stone has verified that he thinks she's for real, too. Uh, she knew Lee Oswald. They were working for the Riley uh, coffee company. Lee would go to the Texas uh, bookstore, from what I understand, Texas bookstore uh, uh, book uh, depository, check in and then take off and go to work at someplace else where they were working together and the whole thing with Mexico. But I'll let you get back into the, the story here. And if you got a clip or anything you want to play, just go from there, buddy. Well, yeah, that that's what they worked at the Riley Coffee Company. That was Lee's cover. And then he would he would go check in and Judith's job was to act was she worked at the Riley coffee company and she was to, her job was to take his time card and to, you know, authorize it that, yeah, he was there. 
and to yeah you know verify that he he had worked his hours at the coffee company and she she checked off on his time card and you know he would check in and then he would he would head out and w- walk out and cut through the mechanic shop that was right there by the co- by Riley's and walk through it and then out the other side and then walk up the street to Guy Bannister's office which was right there by the the um, Office of Naval Intelligence, at Guy Bannister's office sat at all this, like the the Riley Coffee Company, um, and I can't remember the name of the mechanics off the mechanic shop that was right there, but it was this little family mechanic shop which Lee became friends with the family who owned the shop, and he would go in and he would sit and he would talk with the the uh, the owner of the shop about guns and he would bring like gun magazines and they would sit and they would talk about guns and stuff, which was later used to frame him as a gun nut. But you know, like Judith has said and talked about, of course he did that because that's how he became friends with the guy. So he could walk through the guy's mechanic shop and it wouldn't seem weird to anybody in the shop that Lee was cutting through the mechanic shop to get to the other street to not be seen walking around, you know, it was an easy cut through without to, to not be seen. And it wouldn't look weird to any of the employees to see Lee walking through there. Oh, that's just Lee. And right. And right. Reason, reason being is guy Bannister who Lee yeah. quote unquote worked for or hung out with was his office. And guy Bannister was a private investigator his office was literally on the same street where the office of naval intelligence who is who really was who really that's who really lee worked for he didn't work for the cia he worked for the office of naval intelligence and then you know when you work for somebody like oni you get lent out to different other intel agencies you know sometimes you know you work for one intel agency and you get lent out to the other agencies but lee worked for oni Right. So uh, Guy Bannister is all connected to all this. And of course, uh, it's odd that he Lee is on the out on the street near the office passing out, uh, uh, and, you know, pro communist, uh, yeah, pro pro communist. Yes. Pro Castro material. Right. He's, he's, yes. he's infiltrating all these communist groups there and he's not involved at all in the communists. He may have some leanings towards uh, thinking that they're getting a bad deal. But the bottom line is, is he's working for Guy Bannister the whole time. Right. The, yes. They were sh- and they were sheep dipping him. Yeah. Right. That's what they what they were. They were what that's what they call sheep dipping. So they they do that when um, they're trying to make somebody look like when when they're trying to set somebody up when they mean the intel agencies like the CIA when they have an asset that they're trying to uh, set up they're trying to set up a patsy for something in the future they will do things like that they will send them yeah or put him in in a place where it looks like he's sympathetic to communists and things like that he's going to look like he fits right in and I, he, yeah yes they'll they'll send them to go be somewhere to go do something at a certain time to go be someplace yeah and then that person may be maybe you know there may be somebody else that is sent out that this that person that asset doesn't know is you know, there may be another agent or another agency that's taking pictures or they, that may be surveilling that area. You know, the FBI, there could be, let's say the CIA has an asset and they, they want, you know, they want to send that asset to us. To a specific location or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and gonna... a dead drop is, you know, where they have them drop the package off in like a garbage can or something and then just walk away. They say, all you got to do is take this, take this package, drop this package off in a garbage can and walk off. And their asset that is like, that's all I got to do. And they're like, yeah, no one, don't worry. No, no one's going to see you do it. You just got to go drop this off, do a dead drop and that's it. Okay. So they go do the dead drop. They go, they drop the package off. They, they drop it. No one's looking around. Pfft, they leave. That's it. They think they did a dead drop and they walk off. They think they got away with it. 
Except what they didn't know is that there's a separate whole FBI surveillance team that's been monitoring that area for, you know, terrorist activity for a month. Now, the CIA guy knows that, but he's not going to tell his asset that. And he's sheep dipping his asset because he 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 wants to yet he wants that FBI surveillance team to see his guy going in there because he knows that a couple weeks from now they're that they're going to do something and they're going to use that asset to do it. Right. And there is film and there's interviews of Lee Harvey Oswald talking pro communist, pro Cuba, uh, if you call it propaganda or a, a company party line with the communists in Cuba. And uh, he's he's being filmed and he's very articulate. It doesn't sound like the Lee Harvey Oswald that a lot of us would think. But he is he's actually, like you said, uh, sheep dipping here. He is disguising himself to fit into that crowd of the anti uh, or the the pro uh, Castro Cubans that are hanging around in that area, trying to fish through it all to see who might be uh, sympathetic to Castro at that time, working for Guy Bannister. That kind of the, the name of the game there. Yes. And and Bannister was ex FBI, right? So I mean, this you see how this all this is all intel agencies. You have yeah, and again, who who's head of the FBI? Hoover. Yeah, right. Who's who's, who's Hoover's literal best friend? Dulles, LB, right? Yeah. LBJ. Uh huh. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, and 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 who was one of the people who stood to gain the most from Kennedy being assassinated? LBJ. Yeah. And I'm not saying LBJ was at the top of the the food chain when it came to Kennedy's assassination. He wasn't. I mean, he was up there, but he wasn't at the very tippy top. He just he, he definitely, you know, he signed. He definitely was one of the people that was. He was at the top. He was up towards the top of the pyramid. He he wasn't at the tippy top, believe it or not. But he he was one of the ones that was, you know, give me, you know, go ahead and you make me the, you, you I'll go along with it, you know, whatever you need for me, you know, and I get to be the president. Yeah. So that and he knew that. So. Yeah. Right. You know, there are a lot of people involved with this. And, of course, did, did uh, Judith say anything about E. Howard Hunt, you know, and he talked about the big event and everything like that. Did she ever uh, – do you have any comments or, you know, a, a personality uh, sketch on E. Howard Hunt in that period of time? I didn't talk to her uh, this past Saturday about it, but, I mean, I've talked to her in the past about it. She's brought up – you know, she's brought up Hunt. I mean, I, I could have talked to her more about the assassination. I let her go off more about uh, – what was in her book and about um uh she was she was like she was she was very actually for I, she was kind of hyper focused on ai uh-huh. it was interesting she was wow. she was kind of all over we were all over the place that's why it was like six and a half hours so we were we were talking about not only oswald um it, judith is interesting because she can talk about not only um not only can she talk about um, uh, the past, uh, yeah, like, but, you know, yeah. Lee and right. uh, and what she's been through and right. the Kennedy assassination. And she knows a lot about the Kennedy assassination. She's like an encyclopedia about about that. But she she can talk about like other stuff, too. And she's really intelligent when it comes to like the whole mRNA vaccines. Well, I shouldn't even call them vaccines because they're not vaccines. The mRNA gene therapy and um, she's she's very uh, knowledgeable, obviously, about um, uh, what do you call it? Um, spike uh, protein or the uh, yeah, well, the spike protein, but the side effects uh-huh. of of the whole uh, um, jab. I don't I don't know what we're allowed to say. I don't, oh. I don't know if, if we, <laughs> we can, can say get anything. the network in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know if we can get the network in trouble or not. I don't know. You know, well, we're I already know. in trouble. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Well, I, I don't, I don't know if, if like AM, FM could, you know, if we get anybody like tossed off. If I don't want to get the network like thrown off a. Uh, it's just our affiliates. opinion. It's just our opinion. Okay. okay. Wait, wait, well, right? I don't want to. We can I, share I, our I, opinions. I, I, I don't want to be responsible for getting anybody tossed off an affiliate. Uh-huh. 
been already been there, done that. Yeah. Um, so um, the she gets into her and I for like the first hour. What I did was because the last time I had her on on a live stream, I live streamed it simultaneously to like Rumble and YouTube, and the YouTube one got a strike like in the middle of the live stream. Oh, yeah. So what I did was I live streamed the first hour to, to YouTube and I said to her, we have to be careful. I'm going to experiment with this. I'm going to get th- for the first hour. We'll JFK. And, oh. and then when we start to get into the vaccine stuff, we're going to switch over or your cancer research. We're going to switch over to rumble exclusively. And after like about an hour and 15 minutes, I was like, all right, we're going to, I want to get into the nitty gritty with, with Judith. And I, I want to stop being like, where I have to kind of censor us. So I, I shut down the YouTube stream and we went like completely uncensored. And then for like another six hours or five hours or so, we went com- like uncensored on, on completely just on rumble. And, um, we were on rumble the whole time, but I was simultaneously streaming to YouTube to try to get the people that follow me on YouTube because there's still people on, you know, there's, you still got to get the people from YouTube to come over to, to right. rumble. Yeah. So, so, uh, and it, and, and it worked cause there were people on YouTube that were like, okay, cool. They went over to rumble and they, they got the idea. So I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, but it, uh, we, we go, we were able to get into the nitty gritty then and, and get into some of the stuff. And, um, I have to get her back on just uh, it because she uh, there's so much to chat with her about that you uh, you could sit with her and just let Judith go and she'll she'll sit and chat and chat and chat so it's fun to have her on and I don't I don't interrupt her I like to just let her go and yeah. let her kind of speak her mind because she doesn't she gets censored so much that it, I'd rather just have her on and let her kind of speak and talk. You know, I remember the days when it was impossible to even get her on. So when when I can get her on, her birthday's coming up. So she she turns 80. Uh, her birthday's coming up soon. And uh, I know she's actually talking to uh, to uh, Judy Miskovitz uh, in uh, yeah. uh, a couple of weeks. They're getting together to uh, talk about vaccines and everything and the Jimmy Jab. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, you know, when you uh, brought her up, I was thinking of Judy Mikovits, and they're a lot alike, except for I think uh, Judith has gone way back. And, and of course, she would know as all this technology has progressed for a long period of time, it, it sounds to me like she's still very much involved with looking at this germ warfare aspect of everything as well, which is where Lee Harvey Oswald and her hooked up for a period of time and the whole thing with the uh, trip to Mexico or the so-called uh, plan to uh, poison Castro and all of this and everything that went on. And then, of course, I guess uh, now she knew that uh, Lee was well acquainted with uh, Jack Ruby. She had seen Jack Ruby and David Perry and Lee together. Uh, they were running guns at that time. They were all in the same cartel, if you like, of the business affairs. Uh, that was uh, pretty elaborate uh, in terms of what she had said. And I know that uh, that's been, I think, pretty well verified, hasn't it? Yeah, she didn't know that his name was Jack Ruby, though. She only knew him as Sparky Rubenstein. Yeah. Now, see, here again, that would be a name that nobody would know unless they were on the inside. Sparky. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And she, well, and she only knew him as Sparky Rubenstein. And it, that was like, that was his nickname. And she used to, and that was the, that was the name of, a lot of people would know, you know only, only an insider would have known this. And this is a way that this is like one of the ways that Jim Mars and other people were able to verify her, some of the things about her. Uh, and, and I know this because like Jim, Jim talked about this and she has talked about this. Um, right. But this is, and others have told her this and, and told her that, that this is how they've been, they were able to verify her that she, there's no way that somebody who didn't know them would have known that because Jack Ruby's dog, Jack Ruby had a dog and its name was Sparky. Ah, and that's why they called him Sparky because they said that Jack Ruby was like a bad little dog. 
Ooh, he was too. Right. So they they used to joke, like Lee and David Ferry used to joke that Jack Ruby was a bad little dog. So they used to call him Sparky Rubenstein because <laughs> that was Jack Ruby's last name. His last name was Rubenstein. Right. It wasn't right. Ruby. His real last name was Rubenstein. So they used to call him Sparky Rubenstein. See, those are the kind of things that you learn about all this, and you find out she was very much involved with everybody there. She she was pretty uh, observant to notice who some of these people were. I mean, of course, you wouldn't think, of course, that uh, you know we're uh, going to have as much information as we do. You know, I think we got a break coming up real quick here, Popeye, and let's go to that break because we're going to be into the hour break too. But I, you can find us some clips or something. I want to hear some of them. Okay, be right back. Right back, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful, loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile OxySilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. To change the world Starting with one step However small First step is hardest of all Yeah, the first step Once you got to do Take the first step And that's what we're doing right here On the National Intel Report Steve Starr is sitting in here for Steve Elkins Who's going to be back next week And I got a great guest, of course Popeye, my good old friend from radio. We did a lot of uh, radio shows together, and YouTube ripped them all down. And but he's he's back, and he's now he's on Rabbit Hole Radio on uh, Rumble. So just look him up there, and you're going to find some of this stuff. And I, he's just uh, finished interviewing Judith Ferry Baker again. 
who he's interviewed many times. We're talking about her. She was Lee Harvey Oswald's mistress. She's coming out. She's been out for a long time. She's had to keep it under underground for a long time. But now as more information about JFK is emerging, finally, after all these years, it seems like she's getting more information out, Popeye. And uh, so, you know, I mean, she's checking. She's still involved in what she wanted to do all along, which was virus cancer research and things like that. But, uh, you know, where do you want to go next? I mean, we're talking about Jack Ruby. We're talking about uh, some of the people that she knew, David Ferry. She knew all of these people. Uh, she has a tremendous about, uh, amount of uh, background on each of these individuals and how this all they're twined into the situation where Lee Harvey Oswald ended up as the patsy that they needed and that they tried to use. And he figured it out. They wouldn't let him call an attorney. We know that there was phone calls attempted. Uh, he if, in that, if you see that interview in the hallway, he's all beaten up. And they said, did you shoot the president? He says, I haven't heard anything about shooting the president. I, as I understand, I'm here for shooting the police officer. He didn't know anything about it. He said, I'd like to get an attorney. Can somebody please get me an attorney? And then he figured out what was going on. And he realized, I'm a patsy. That's what he said. I'm a patsy. He knew what happened there. He had it all figured out. Right. Uh, right. Uh, Popeye. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he knew it. I think he, like I said, I think he knew it beforehand. Uh, I, I think he knew well beforehand that he was a patsy. Yeah, you he know. sure did. Yeah, I think he uh, did as well. And they, I mean, they beat the crap out of him. They, they beat the living hell out of that poor guy. They yeah. really did. Yeah. And yeah, they really they, did. They, they beat him to a pulp and then, uh, you know, Jack Ruby knew Lee since he was a kid. Yeah, that's you right. Know, yeah. He knew Lee Oswald since he was a, a, a young man, like a young kid. So the the fact that they had him shoot him was um, was pretty rough. I mean, that had to be pretty rough for 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 Ruby, too. Although they 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 threatened Jack, you know, they obviously they would have killed uh, from what I understand, they threatened to cut off every extremity um, that of Jack's if he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, and Meaning, he was threatening like, every too. every every finger, every hand, every arm, um, every leg, every toe, every foot, uh, and and everything else too. Bit by um, bit. Yeah, bit by bit. And uh, and then they would have killed his family as well. Any family members that were uh, alive that they, they could have gotten their hands on, they would have killed. So, you know, he had to do what he had to do. And then he knew too much. And then he ended up got getting it. cancer really quick. Yeah, he did. We got to come to the end of the hour break. Popeye, we're coming back with Popeye to talk more about uh, Judith Harry Baker, Lee Harvey Oswald. Some great information. Stay tuned to RBN. And we'll be right back right after the top of the hour. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime fighting, political science analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti cicada agenda. I'm a born again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic because we're still here i'm not taking the vaccine you bill gates there was a way forward still on january 6th what needed to be done is to object to every single state the covid 19 virus was the setup the vaccine could very well be a bioweapon the patrick and jeremy show Tuesday at 9 Central, and Wednesday at 1 Central. 
You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.